It's Southern California, it's warm and it's windy, and people didn't want to wander out in that kind of weather. <laughs> Enough of that. Known and loved is our chapel theme. It's printed on the front of your bulletin, so you can know that and then fall in love with that. Today, the Chicago Cubs are known and loved differently. <laughs> we welcome back to campus Reverend Scott Fielder, class of 2007, known and loved. Uh, would you join me in thanking the people upstairs that run sound for us? Thank you. Week after week, they're up there. You'll never see them because they're behind gear making all of this happen, and we rarely appreciate them enough. So thank you, gentlemen upstairs, for all the work that you do. You'll see a poster on the window as you exit chapel today. It's encouraging you to sign up to be one of the ushers for our Christmas concerts that are coming up. As you might already know, Christmas concerts will be ticketed events. You go on the music department, uh, get a ticket. If you're student faculty or staff, you get one ticket for free. Uh, everybody else pays 15 bucks to get in the room. But we need lots of ushers to make this happen and to make this happen well. So I want to appeal to your generosity of volunteerism to sign up on the chart that says uh, Christmas concert ushers needed. And soon after you sign up, you'll receive an email with the rehearsal schedule of when we're going to give everybody the instructions of how to help people into the room and find the seat that they paid for. Hmm. So we'd like your help. I implore you to sign up. Does that sound desperate? Yeah, OK, well, enough of that. Lead on. Gracious God, you have created us according to your will. You have created us with the freedom to think and to feel, to act and reflect. At times, emotions are difficult. Beliefs are being tested. As we go through the turmoil of life, we may forget that we are known and loved, cared for and protected by you. Yet, you remind us time and time again that it is not, but not about human faith in you, but your faith in us. Today's reading is from the book of Jonah, chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. But this was very displeasing to Jonah, and he became angry. He prayed to the Lord and said, O Lord, is not this what I said while I was still in my own country? That is why I fled to Tarshish at the beginning, for I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and ready to relent from punishing. And now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. And the Lord said, Is it right for you to be angry? Then Jonah went out of the city and sat down east of the city and made a booth for himself there. He sat under it in the, table, in the shade, waiting to see what would become of the city. The Lord God appointed a bush and made it come over Jonah to give shade over his head to save him from his discomfort. So Jonah was very happy about the bush. 
But when dawn came up the next day, God appointed a worm that attacked the bush so that it withered. When the sun rose, God prepared a sultry east wind, and the, and the sun beat down on the head of Jonah so that he was faint and asked that he might die. He said, it is better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about the bush? And he said, yes, angry enough to die. Then the Lord said, you are concerned about the bush for which you did not labor and which you did not grow. It came into being in a night and perished in a night. And should I not be concerned about Nineveh, that great city in which there are more than 120,000 persons who do not know their right hand from their left and also so many animals? Here ends the reading. Jonah has been on an incredible journey up to this point in Scripture, and his journey has come to an end. We see him beginning to interact with God and express a breadth of emotions from the happiness that he sees uh, with the presence of the bush and the anger that he shows in this story, um, one that is so, uh, so heavy and so intense that he wishes that he would die. And I think the most interesting part of all of this is God's response to Jonah's emotions, to his anger. God merely acknowledges the emotion, acknowledges the anger, and converses with Jonah. God doesn't say whether this is right or whether this is wrong, and I think that this is crucial to the relationship that God has with creation, especially with humanity. Have you ever been angry with God, maybe even angry enough to want to die? What was the source of your anger? Jonah's journey to the city of Nineveh was his source. For myself, the most anger that I've ever felt towards God was a recent time in my own life where my health took a very, very terrible turn for the worse. What started out as many small problems quickly escalated to many other things, uh, which resulted in multiple weeks of stays in hospitals, which turned into surgeries every few months, and with the culmination of two major surgeries where, thankfully, I didn't lose my kidney. All the while hearing day after day that doctors have no idea what's going on. They have no idea why any of these things are happening. The only thing they can say is that, well, these things usually happen in people who are much older than you or in women who are pregnant. (laughs) And feeling like the only reason that doctors are even interested in helping you is because you're such a medical anomaly that you are to be studied and to be in case studies that they can share with their colleagues. My favorite one was a doctor that said, we're doing our best to figure out what's going on, but essentially medicine is an educated roll of the dice. And I said, why would you say that to me? (laughs) And he said, oh, well, I figured it's, it was actually, you're actually someone I could share this with because you're a pastor, so you're comfortable with a certain amount of mystery, right? (laughs) So yes, needless to say, I was very, very angry with God, especially as a person of faith. I am comfortable with a certain amount of mystery, but this, this was very different. It was the angriest I had ever been at God. But as I went through that and looking back on that experience, I think the most important thing that I remember is that it was okay to feel that way. It was okay to be really, really freaking angry. And that God created me that way, to have these emotions, and that it's okay to feel them towards God, and that we feel them towards 
one another sometimes. Because that's what it means to be in relationship, right? We fight with people who we love, and we're sad for people who we love, and we are joyful with people that we love and are in relationship with. Being happy with God, confused, angry, that's all okay. It just means that God was extremely present during that time. God was there carrying me, my wife and my family, and we, along with creation, we lived and breathed through the whole thing. When we interact with our creator, we feel we were created that way. Hard times and turmoil will come knocking at all of our door at some point. And when it does, know that when you feel these things, even if you feel like dying, God is present. And you're free to feel that way. Knowing that God is wrestling with us, and much like the bush and the worm, creation continues to move and live and breathe along with, with us. The bush is this great reminder of God's activity moving us and creation towards life. So I say when these emotions come to you again, I say welcome them. That's what I've done. I've even come to the point where I sort of imagine these emotions as being like little children that come and visit me. I like to imagine anger as a child rather than like a drill sergeant. It's a little easier to deal with. And I believe that there's a message for me that they have to deliver. So they come and visit. I hear that message. I thank them for it. And then I say goodbye, knowing that I will see them again someday. <laughs> knowing that you were created to feel and that those feelings are there to tell you something is super important. And to come to God with those emotions, no matter what they are, to come to one another with those emotions, no matter what they are, that's what the relationship is for. God created you this way. Don't keep these emotions inside. Express them. Be creation. And know that through all of it, you were created by a God who knows you, loves you, and has made you free. Amen? Amen. Amen. Loving God, to come into your presence, aware of our human fragility, and yet overwhelmed by your love and patience with us. We are reminded that there is no human experience that we might walk through where your presence cannot reach us. At the peak of our success, you are joyful with us, and yet, if and when we find ourselves in the darkest of valley of life, you are there too, embracing and walking with us, one step at a time. We give you thanks for that.